And then you'll, yeah, the, you're gonna you need me to wheel that rig for you, the big one. <sighs> you wish, buddy. I was gonna say, um, I'm making a prediction for this move, and it's that you guys all remember uh, Corky getting the the box truck stuck. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that might happen at Matril's place. Well, you know he got entirely too big of a truck, right, Zig? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's just... <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Unnecessarily large, from what I recall. Uh, just, make, just making sure we get it in one trip. Uh, yeah. I'm not mistaken if if I say that it's the largest truck they had, right? That's correct. <laughs> 26-footer. The goal is to back it down, like, around back and back up the driveway. And then um, just back right up to the garage because we have every, like pretty much everything in the garage. Do you already have that like nervous anxiety about trying to back that thing down? Nah, it'll be <laughs> fine. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. Dude, I've seen that truck before. It looks like a semi-truck. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It'll be fine. So you're, you're putting that big thing in... Your driveway? Yeah, around back. Yeah. Like, wheel that thing right up to the garage door? Yeah. Okay. That shouldn't be I know issue. for a fact that it's going to get stuck then. Yeah, that's where it gets stuck. No, I we're just gonna, can't wait. We're I can't back. wait. You know what? I'm just going to let it unfold. Yeah. And then once it happens, I'll give you one I told you so. <laughs> and then... And he'll be set for the then, dumbest thing he did this yeah. week. <laughs> exactly. Listening to Talking Trash. Presented by That's Garbage Media. Here are your hosts, Matt Troll, Sig, and Snake. Nice. I was not ready for that. What's up? Episode 44. Who's cracking brews? At you, Ziggy. All day, every day. <laughs> Ziggy's here, Matchel's here, the boys are back, the full squad, let's do this. Number 44, fellas, no one has one, right? Um, Peyton Hillis. I, w- I was going to stay a fullback. <laughs> that, yeah, I was kind of thinking about that myself. Just give me that like running back that was good for like half a season, and they <laughs> ran out of jersey numbers, and he took 44. So Peyton Hillis would count. I don't know if he was actually number 44 or not. Oh, you but. don't? I believe that. It sounds right. <laughs> I'd believe it. I uh, I looked up Reggie Jackson, and I kind of did a double take because is it just me or is Reggie Jackson the same guy as Jackie Robinson? You're correct on that, that one. That is like the same person. I've pretty much <laughs> thought that for my whole life. It is. So there's not much to debate about it. Okay. So It did a DNA test and confirmed. Same guy. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't look like Peyton Hillis wore the number forty four. He's in the forties though, right? Yeah, he was number forty. Okay. That's a little better look than uh forty four. Seattle's running back maybe with a number forty or forty four? That Carson dude? Chris Carson, I think he's like thirty two. Oh, okay. oh, there we go. Forty four. Kwiatkowski for the Bears. 
There you go. Just, just showed him on TV. Let me pull up my source. I have a source, and it's just built into my search bar here. That tells me every single one, zero to 99. Oh, guys, we're missing a lot of them. I don't know if he's being serious. Hank or not. Aaron. Hank Aaron, Henry Aaron, and his brother. Most brother home runs in history, right? Yeah. Reggie Jackson and Willie McCovey. Oh, nice. Is that a bucko? Uh, I think he's from the Giants, McCovey Cove. Oh, that would make sense. That's also been featured on the show before. Good call. So what's happening, fellas? How was your weekend, brothers? It was a weekend, brother. Yeah, pretty pretty good weekend. Just working on packing up and cleaning up and stuff, all that good stuff. Getting ready for Snake. the big move. Getting your yeah. seat. Doing any weekend warrior stuff? Lowe's trip? Uh, yeah, I, I saw a couple of the Ziggler boys at Lowe's. <laughs> it seems like it was the a... Ziggler boys were at Lowe's this Yeah, sounds like a popular place to be. It was like a family reunion in different places. What are we scooping up at Lowe's, Matril? <laughs> what kind of run are we making? Uh, we went like a couple extra garbage cans for the new place, uh, paintbrushes, painters, tape, stuff like that. Okay. Just some odds and ends. Odds and ends. The, quickly, the, quickly totaled like $95. Oh, yeah. You'll have that. The Ziegler boys were just buying a bunch of like industrial truck parts and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> and some spray paint. That's what I was there for. <laughs> You're working on that rig, Zig? Yeah. I had a, I busted through a piston shaft and. Yep. Said, not nah, fucking again. You know what the only good thing about Matril retting that? Semi truck is that if anything goes wrong, Ziggy can fix it. That's what they say. Ziggy it's can true. fix it. We'll have the rig boys there. Rig boys will be in attendance <laughs> for the big move. We'll get the uh, rig boys theme song playing on repeat in that thing. Just for the whole drive between Matt's <laughs> old place and his new place. Sounds perfect. That's an idea. Snake, how was your weekend? It was good, brother. It was a good weekend. Uh, I'm a little tired from this weekend, but we'll get into that. My weekend did pretty much revolve around college football. Uh, I think I have a couple notes on this weekend's this weekend's slate. First BOW, I think it's got to be Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, poor showing. Yeah, we could we could throw that one out there. It just doesn't. That's make one any of those sense. we were talking about it. Yeah, we were talking about that stuff earlier this year. A few episodes ago, just in college football, everyone's good for like one of those. What the heck happened there? Oh yeah, that's exactly right, and that's that must have been Wisconsin's game. You know, I was thinking about that though. Just makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, you'll just look back on that one in a few weeks and go, "How did that happen?" But I, I was giving this some thought. I don't know if Ohio State is going to have one of those. Like they've been tested a couple times. They had like the weird. Friday night at Northwestern game and they just win by like 50 points. I think those guys might be too good. That might be the one team that doesn't have the weird what the heck happened game. I honestly haven't seen a snap of Ohio State football this year. Uh, I wouldn't encourage you to watch any. It's every game. It's just a bloodbath. Where are they ranked right now? Uh, I think they just moved up to three or something. So it was they jumped uh, Clemson. Dogs got the W match, so take them off the BOW list. 
Yeah, although it was nothing, nothing in the third quarter. Yeah, I did see that. I didn't watch the game, but wasn't it also pouring down rain or something? Yeah, that was yeah. that was a good old fashioned. Just you just have to run the ball every single play. Yeah, ground and pound. That, in the words of our old football coach, that there was a quagmire, boys. <laughs> yeah, that that was a quagmire for sure. I think that was an actual quote in the paper after that game we played. Uh, yeah, but that was interesting. <laughs> I I had another BOW. I, I'm not sure if either of you would have saw this, but I was in attendance for the Penn State-Michigan game. The very first play of the game, it was like... I mean, it was pretty damn loud. It might not be the loudest I've ever heard that stadium, but it was loud. Michigan comes out and tries to, like, check the play, and they have to go timeout. Did you guys see this? No. No. Just setting the tone early. They, the Shea Patterson dude was, like, trying to get a call off, and he was literally just going to run out of time on the play clock the very first snap of the game, so they called a timeout. So can't the, can't the crowd just keep that up the whole time? I was trying, man, but at some point you just have to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, like, conserving you were yourself. Up there, you were up there in your pads, though, right? Yeah, fully equipped uh, pads, jersey. <laughs> I I forgot my thigh pads, but the ref let me get away with it. He let me in. You had your knee pads on, though, right? Yeah, I pointed to those. I go, I got most of them in. <laughs> oh. I had a BOW and it's whoever got tossed by that Alabama. I think it was Alabama's center. Oh yeah. Matt sent us that video. That was that guy definitely has to be on the list. Yeah, that was nuts. That was one of the stranger clips I've ever seen. Do you guys think that was, I couldn't tell if that was one guy through that person or two guys teamed up to throw him. I don't really know what happened there. Gosh, it looked like he got thrown with the force of 50 men. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what team that is because the, the field says Sun Belt. Oh, we don't even know who was playing. We just know someone nah. got tossed. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, that was pretty nuts. I don't think I've ever seen someone fly like that in like in the trenches. I did like pointing out that he uh, just blew up his own teammates like ACL, MCL. He got everything, I think. That other lineman just, he's probably done for life. When I opened that video that Matt sent us, it's flagged for, it says, this following media includes potentially sensitive content. (laughs) (laughs) That's how violent it was. (laughs) That is violent. Yeah, I'm watching it again on loop. So I guess it's, I think it's one so guy. I guess that's him. not Alabama. No, it's not Alabama. Okay. It's it's a Sun Belt team. I'm not even sure who it is. But yeah, that's, well, put that guy on, on Alabama. Yeah, that guy can transfer immediately. That number sixty-four, <laughs> he can transfer. Uh, I think the last BOW. And I'm doubting you guys saw this. I just saw this before the podcast. The Oklahoma schooner is like a wagon that they run out at the beginning of the game. Oh, uh, yeah. You guys both saw it? Yep. Yes. Dude, <laughs> I don't understand. Well, first of all, that that's exhibit A. That's why you shouldn't have, like, wild animals incorporated into the pregame show, right? You can't have, like, two full-blown horses racing people around in a wagon. 
But secondly, that was middle of the game. Oh, that was like halftime. That was like after uh, Oklahoma touchdown. No, they go out and do that. Yes. <laughs> what is the traditional route? Is it to do what they did? Just goes out a little bit and then makes a turn. Yeah, I think they took. I think they took a really sharp turn. So I don't know whose fault that is. Did you see but... like how far? Well, like the people went flying, but did you see like <laughs> all of the shit that came out of that wagon? Which like I don't even know why there's stuff in there, but that stuff went everywhere. It was like all sorts of small stuff. Yeah, I, I saw one thing. I think this was on uh, Instagram that was basically like referencing the old Oregon Trail game and how they lost. <laughs> <laughs> all of your supplies just go flying. You lose your horses. Your wagon falls apart. <laughs> it was all and that now you stuff. Have cholera. <laughs> yeah, I think it was all of that. Oh man. Yeah, but that, I got a kick out of that. So I'd say that's that also qualifies as a bitch of the week. So fully loaded slate in college football. Uh, the only pro note I had from today is that the, uh, I'm guessing you didn't watch it, Ziggy, but your Niners played in like a bathtub of a field. It was really bizarre. That was a quagmire. Yeah, that, that was a quagmire for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm pulled off the dub too. I'm just checking on it now. Yeah. Nine, nothing buddy. But, uh, there was like instant replays and videos circulating around Twitter of guys just like falling and sliding. And I'm not kidding. Like they were sliding for like 15 yards and stuff. It was really bizarre. (laughs) Well, the first video that pops up on my ESPN is Bosa celebrates game ending sack with slide. (laughs) Oh, I was seeing unintentional slides that were going that far, but (laughs) I'm sure there was plenty of those celebration slides too. So I thought that was pretty cool. All right, ready to do this? Good, good talk. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. Sports trivia. Dialed up a couple of these for you guys. Uh, I think this is one of the dumber ones I have. The world's largest bowling alley. Uh, how many lanes? 112. Ooh. I was going to go with 40. Pretty good discrepancy there. Sticking with it? <laughs> I'm sticking Two. with it. Me? Natural? Yeah. I wouldn't suggest moving your guess at all because you were pretty darn close. 116. The oh, come on. Inazawa Bowling Center in Japan opened in 1972 with 116 lanes. Jeez. Glad to get some bowling trivia in there. I don't. We don't usually hit that too often. <laughs> We've been waiting. We've been waiting for it. I think this next one's interesting as well. This is NFL. I'd say there's a pretty decent chance that you guys can name some of these teams. I'm guessing you can't name all of them, but there's six NFL franchises that don't have cheerleaders. Uh, most of these have been like relevant. I'd say even the Pates. good in the last you know ten years or so. The Pates are not on the list. Really. Apparently they have cheerleaders. I can't see Belichick putting up with give that. Give me the, give me the squealers. Correct, they're one. Another one of these makes a lot of sense. I feel like a lot of sense. Maybe stay in that same Somewhere. division. 
The Browns or the Bengals? Browns. <laughs> Browns. Yeah, you can't picture the Browns having cheerleaders, yeah. right? That no. just doesn't make sense. So brownies are on the list. Uh, and then interestingly How enough, many? three NFC North teams are on this list. Uh, Lions, Bears. Yep, Bears. Packers. Packers. Lions. Too cold. I guess that would yeah, make too sense. Too cold. Yeah, and too that's cold right. at Lamba. The Vikings have the dome, right? So no problems there. Yeah. The Lions play in the dome as well. Oh, that's true. They didn't get the memo, I guess. All right, so we've hit five out of six, right? Yeah, there's one left, and I'll just say this one doesn't make any sense to me at all. The Buccaneers. No. Good guess. Texans. No. The Raiders. No. Good guesses. Big market team. One of the New York teams, Jets. Not the Jets, but it is the other New York team. Giants. All right. Yep. I don't understand the logic for a lot of those, but I like Ziggy guessed first, I think, this the squealers. That one just seems to make sense. The Browns kind of make sense, and then I guess maybe those other teams are cold or something. I don't know. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think those cheerleaders make like $2,500 a year doing that or something. Is that right? Yeah, it's something stupidly low. Like, they all have other jobs. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not bad if it's, you know, depending what your time commitment is. You get to travel? Like, is their travel paid for? Or do they not travel? I don't even know if they travel. It's a good question, Zake. Also, I don't... How much practice do you think that entails? It's probably some practice. It's not just like a once a week thing. Sounds like we're going to need to do some more research into NFL cheerleaders. I want to throw it back to college football. You guys see that Tua went and had surgery for his second high ankle sprain? Yeah, the old, uh, like, I'm going to be better in three days surgery, whatever that is. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you need, do you want to elaborate on what that is, Zig? Are you familiar with the operation? Are you performing those? Um, we've done, I've seen one of them, but it's not, I'm sure that it's not what he had. He does something a little bit more advanced, but essentially this is, uh, like you, it's, you treat it like it's a broken ankle, but this type of injury just, I guess with this surgery, he can get back in next week. I don't know. Sounds stupid to me. Yeah. He said he did it last year too. Like when Hertz had to play that one game, it was the same surgery, different ankle. Mm-hmm. So it's just like uh, professional athlete problems, I guess. It's pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. I, feel like, I feel like if I sprained my ankle, they wouldn't be giving me that option, whatever that is. Uh, yeah, tight, it says here tightrope procedure. We don't, we don't do that. We tried to on the one person that we wanted to, but he didn't have uh, insurance. <laughs> so it would have cost him way too much. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I have actually a... I'm pretty sure my invention years. Yeah. We can stay right in your wheelhouse here, Ziggy. We'll talk medical. I don't, I guess this isn't, yeah, this isn't debatable. This is just a straight up year. When was this invented? The smallpox vaccine, which was, 
I have noted the here. First, oh, the first vaccine. You're all over it. Yeah, the first successful vaccine, it says. Which I like how they have to qualify as successful. Because <laughs> if something was unsuccessful, I wouldn't use the word vaccine in that instance. <laughs> um, I feel like I might have an, an unfair advantage, so I'll let Matril go first. Um... Man, uh, for some reason, I want to say sometime in the forties. Give me, give me nineteen forty six. Nineteen forty six. Ziggy, you think you got the advantage? I thought I did, but I think that's pretty close to being spot on. I'll just go a little bit earlier and say forty two. Okay. Uh, you two guys skipped your history classes. I'm just gonna go out and say it. Uh, this was 1798, boys. All right. Perfect. We were close. <laughs> All over it. I wouldn't have got that either. But uh, did you figure out what that uh, vaccine was derived from? Did I figure out what that was derived from? God, no. If I started to nah. read any of that, I would just probably fall asleep, bud. Are you going to give me some? I think it had... You might want to fact check this one, but I think it had something to do with um, some cells from cow udders. <laughs> it sounds like a sports pickle. Now, yeah, so so this is what I remember is that they noticed that all these people were getting smallpox, but the uh, like milkmaids were not. So that's how you start investigating things. Like obviously something that they're doing is giving giving them immunity from it. So they got it from the cow udders. All right. I could be, I could be making that up. If somebody you, wants to fact check it, they and can. And I'll just say or that you are just not. Go with it. I would like to just go with it, but I'll also go ahead and back you up because you're all over it. It's it's to do with this to with these cows. I guess the nickname of the vaccine was known as the cowpox. And that's how the term vaccine came because. Uh, like the Latin for cow is vaca, I believe. Okay, this might be the most like profound <laughs> research and like explanation we've ever gave on this. So that's good. I'm glad you're all very familiar with this question, Zig. You just didn't know the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, blanked on that one, but I got everything else about the smallpox vaccine. Okay, perfect. Uh, no one else had a sports trivia before I moved on there, did they? No, I'm still no. banking material. Oh. oh, there it is. Yeah, we have to get that in. <laughs> that was mandatory. Uh, okay, then I'll give you the geopoliticals I have. Uh, this one popped across my Twitter feed this morning. Uh, they're currently testing this flight. This is going to be the world's longest passenger flight. So I'll give you a, this will be a twofer. What cities do you think this is to and from, and how long of a duration in terms of hours is this flight going to be? And if you're totally blanked, I can like maybe give you a hint that hopefully won't give it away. Um, I'd like Matchroll to go first. <laughs> do you guys have any idea? Um... So it's the longest flight. It's going to be. Yeah, they, they like successfully tested it, I believe. There's probably no passengers on it or something. They just drove it. 
Is this starting... It's got to be from like one major city to another. Yeah, that's mm. kind of the hint I was going to give you. Yeah. Give me New York City. One of them's. Nacho likes New York City. I want city. LA. Ziggy likes LA. I want LA to London. LA to London. Natural? New York to where? Um, give me New York to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes New York the to... wrong way around the world, interestingly enough. <laughs> New York to Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> um, New York to Jesus. I don't even know what to guess. New York to Jesus? New York to uh, Beijing. I don't know. <laughs> Um, now that's both a solid those, guess. Yeah, not terrible guesses. I feel like you guys might kick yourself over this one, but you should be thinking Australia. You know, the land down under. So this is New York City to Sydney. Uh, it's ten thousand miles, roughly. Does anyone want to take a guess at how long that would take? Twenty-four hours. The full day for seven. Seventeen. Okay. It's just you're right there, boys. Just split them. Twenty hours, nonstop, which still sounds like the worst thing ever. Just twenty hours. Yeah. Are you losing twenty hours? Like, are you going forward? Or are you gaining twenty hours? Just losing a whole day of your life. Yeah. That's, you're going back in time. That's you're funny. losing something for sure. Yeah, but I'm so dumb that I don't even know which way they would fly. You would definitely fly to the easterly, right? You would fly like with the wind stream can imagine i'm guessing those are on opposite sides of the earth essentially if yeah that would make sense so if you're flying that way you're going to be losing a full day right until you're coming home then you gain that day yeah, back you'll get it back yeah true <laughs> oh wow. time travel yeah and they said it couldn't be done <laughs> well it's here now <laughs> the new york city to sydney australia flight all right this uh i'll give you one more geo this deals with, it's not exactly an elevation, but it's a, it's a relative drop. So this is kind of up Zig's alley. We know he's a guru with these. There's a mountain called Mount Thor on Baffin Island in Canada. And this is documented as Earth's greatest sheer vertical drop. How many feet straight down do you guys think that drop is? Give me I'll a go mile. Ahead and let, yeah, I was going to say, natural, you go ahead because I have the unfair advantage again. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Give me 5,280 feet. Just a mile you drop. You landed right on the mile. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I think that's not a bad guess. I'd, I would say something less than a mile, though. Give me like... Yeah, uh, four thousand feet. Okay, this this guy, four thousand one hundred and one feet. You just can't run any sort of like elevation question by this guy. I was gonna say you get you haven't heard of Mount Thor. I actually had not ever heard of that in my life. I heard that it was close to a mile. So, Macho, you ever hear of Mount Thor? Um, nope. Yeah, it doesn't even sound like a real. That sounds like. Uh, it's from the Avengers or something, Ziggy. Exactly. So, yeah, that's not scary at all. 4,000 feet straight down. 
I, Can you imagine just going like let me just someone's gander it, out right? to the edge here? Someone's jumped off that, right? Probably find some good YouTube video or something. GoPro selfie the whole way down. Takes like three minutes. I'm seeing a lot of pictures of it of the uh mountain itself, but nothing like from the edge. I guess that'd be the biggest problem with trying to commit suicide on that thing is you'd have to like hike all the way to a top like the top or whatever. It's probably quite a chore. I guess so, yeah. Mm. I just typed in like view from Mount Thor. Oh, here's a picture of some guy like standing at the edge. Perfect. This is crazy. Yeah. It's like halfway down the Google page or whatever, but I see it there now, yeah. Yeah, no thanks on that. But yeah. But yeah, you just like that's probably a million times scarier if you're in person. I'm not really afraid of heights, but I, you wouldn't catch me standing near the edge of that like that guy is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. one strong wind comes comes by. Well, the good news is there's water down there, it looks like, so I'm sure you can survive that fall. Oh, yeah. No big deal. Just, just wear your shoes on the way down. You don't want to hurt your feet. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good one. I like... Uh hearing about those things yeah for the the first time both of those uh questions were relatively geopolitical too so uh, props to props to us dead or alive ziggy i think you got oh i can i can yeah i can give you a break now let me pull them up so i had stashed a few uh child children's book authors oh right yeah yeah um so I have two more. The next one is Roald Dahl. He, that guy wrote um, the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The big friendly giant. BFG. Yeah, yeah. He's Man. got a few. He's got a few. Man, I love that guy. There was a couple. There was another book that was mandatory for us to read, and it was one of my favorites. I, BFG was one, but there was another one right around that same time. I might have to look that up after this. But I have an initial guess to that. How about you, Matril? Yeah, I have a, I have a hunch. He's got to be dead, right? Is that what you're thinking? Uh, I think so. Yeah. All right, you guys nailed it there. Um, Roald Dahl. Uh, he lived to 70 years old. He died in 1990. So. Yep, that would have been a bad one to miss. That's 30 years ago. So. <laughs> um. So my only other one that I had is uh, Clive Staples Lewis, C.S. Lewis. Okay. And for the life of me, I cannot. What? That's the line or the Chronicles of Narnia. That's what that is, right? Yeah. Just so you guys know, Roald Dahl also wrote Matilda and James and the Giant Peach. A couple big ones we missed. I had no idea that guy wrote James and the Giant Peach. And I, if we're Apparently. being honest, I didn't know Matilda was a book. Thought it was. <laughs> Learn something new every day. Man, that's still um, going to bug me. I can't figure out what the heck that book was. I liked his. But yeah. Was it fifth grade? Uh, it was middle school for sure. So C.S. Lewis, I have, a, I have a guess for this one. I don't, I'm not that familiar with the guy. I know that name. I'm just going to go alive just to mix things up. I think that guy's going to be dead. Aren't those books pretty old? Chronicles of Narnia. 
if you had asked me, I would say I have no idea, but you're right, Matrol. He is dead. 1963. Oh, wow. That man has been dead for a while. <laughs> Definitely recall that name. Had no idea. Is that? Do you have any other authors, Zig? Um, that that's it? the only one I... Yeah. All right. I'll go rapid fire here. I got a few for you guys. David Guetta. Alive. That guy's alive. Okay, correct. Martin Garrix. Alive. alive. Correct. Avicii. Dead. Dead. Yep. I get that guy confused with those other two people I just named. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought maybe one of you would bite on one of those first. Also, a little bit of a hot take, but stay woke on that guy being dead. He's on like all the Spotify playlists constantly with new music. Not sure what's going on there, but stay woke. He probably had a bunch of stuff recorded. Like that one Aloe Black song came out not long after he died, right? Yeah, and those guys, I hear, like, I don't keep up with it so much anymore, but I used to hear so many stories about so-and-so got, like, a hard drive stolen that had, like, a whole new album on it. Just left it in the library. Someone picked it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Left it plugged into the computer in the library. Natural. I, I don't hate your theory either. Would you? Would you say that he was banking material, in a way? Yeah, all the greats do it. It's a well-known fact. <laughs> Good spin zone for you there. I think that he's calling himself great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I said all the greats do it, so I'm just taking a page out of their book. <laughs> okay. Uh, nice bailout. Yeah, good bailout, natural. <laughs> Here's another one for you guys. I was a coin flip on this guy. Rick James. I I want to say dead on him. Uh, I honestly couldn't tell you. I'll, I'll go dead. I don't know. That guy's alive. When I Googled him, um, oh, wait, shoot, shoot. Oh, no. Sorry. Hold on. Damn it. Oh, no. I had him written down as alive, and I just, usually I Google to do a double check. He's dead. I'm sorry, guys. He is dead. 2004. Damn it. Oh, okay. I seriously wrote down You were close. Well, that was dumb. Uh, But Rick James is dead. But anyway, I was going to say when I Googled a picture of him, I was like, that's the first time in my life I've seen that person. I have never seen Rick James before. I've heard his name a lot, never seen him. Uh, but rest in peace. So sorry about that to the James family. One more for you guys. Christopher Boykin, Big Black. Dead. Dead. You guys pretty confident in that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was a tragedy. Yep. I don't remember that, but uh yep, as soon as I googled him it said he died in 2017 of uh well, I almost gave a cause of death, but he uh yeah, some reason I don't remember that happening. So that one kind of flew by me under the radar. But that is a tragedy. Wasn't Pops a big fan? Yeah, he had he well, I think we got him a big black hat for something. He just loved that guy. I did I did come up with one more while um you were talking there, Snake, and I think this is a good one. Um 
We're talking Bob Dylan. Yeah, that is a good one. I just think his line of work just says that he should be dead, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I think the life expectancy um, could be adjusted to like 40 for those people. I'll say he's still hanging around. All right, Mantrill's on fire today. Damn. 78 years old, still making music, I guess. Okay, at least he's old. Because for a second I started also, to doubt myself. I was like, maybe yeah, he's almost like doubling. He's also almost doubling up that age-adjusted lifestyle that you came that, up with. Uh, there, just gave him, yeah, with all that scientific <laughs> research. <laughs> yep, here's another Born guy, Robert Allen Zimmerman. Yeah, that's another guy. I Google him, and I just I'm like, yep, never seen that guy in my life. Never seen that guy's face. <laughs> What do we got for Bob Dylan? Is his band called Bob Dylan? Is it just He's him? He's just like a solo artist. Okay. Anyone name uh, a song? You guys can definitely name a song, can't you? The times they are changing. Tangled up in blue. Nice. Yeah, I was just looking him up because I've never seen him either. He's running that top I think pretty hard. I think that he has been like a big time like... I'm pretty sure he's a big-time songwriter, but not, like, a great performer. So he gets credits for a million different songs, but doesn't, like, he doesn't have too many of his own that are... I could be completely wrong about that. Oh, but he's, like, a cover guy? Yeah, I think that um, he just he's just a, a genius at writing lyrics or whatever. And he'll write them for other bands or something. Oh, okay. That's not exactly right. Or he'll just be like, hey, I came up with this. Who wants to perform it? All right. That's uh, Dead or Lives. Good slate of Dead or, Dead or Lives there. I'm trying to see what else I have. Oh, I'm going to pitch you guys a new idea. New segment idea, de- depending on your guys' uh, thoughts here. We're not gonna, we don't have to do it today, but we'll run through it. I think we could do something called like confessions and here's how it work is we'll all have like a list of things that are somewhat embarrassing that we have to admit on the podcast but you don't necessarily give it out unless you lose like unless you lose this the week's challenge and i think the challenge could just be like as simple as like how many miles are there between us and the moon and then all all three of us come <laughs> up with like a number in our heads and you, it's going to be honor policy, obviously. Um, like you can't change your guess once someone says theirs. You can't just like, like if Mattrell says 10,000, I can't be like 10,001. You know, so you have to go with what you came up with. And then whoever loses has to give out their confession that week. <laughs> and you, we don't have to admit to like murdering people or anything like that. Like, uh, Thank God. One of them I had was like... Um, when I was a kid, I used to walk on my toes, and I'll still catch myself doing that from time to time. So stuff like that I think would qualify. Wow, that's pretty embarrassing, dude. <laughs> I mean, I also, if if you want me to give out a couple here, I, I can't drive a stick shift. That one actually keeps me up at night. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm supposed to be this rig guy, and I can't even drive a stick. So I, I don't love that about myself. <laughs> Zig, can you drive a stick shift? I think Matro can, can't you? 
Nacho. Here's the, here's the thing. I've driven a stick, uh, like on a tractor and I feel like it's a lot different than driving an actual vehicle. And I've driven <laughs> an actual vehicle, like a truck stick shift once. And I was like getting the hang of it, but I didn't, I was at work and I was trying to figure it out. I've also driven like a side by side that was stick <laughs> and I had awesome. that down pat. Yeah. I had that down pat. Yeah. I know. I know how to, I'm not very good at it, but like if I was in a pinch and my life depended on it, I could <laughs> get where I needed to go. Okay. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think I'd have trouble with that if I was in a pinch. Yeah. My life, I think I would yeah. be in some bad shape. Honestly, I played, uh, one of my college roommates, Clark, had me play in that Forza game one time. And after like five minutes, I just got up and left. I was like, this is stupid, man. I can't figure out how to shift the, the video game car. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is that? And then... It's like a racing game or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, does the concept make sense then? We'll just throw out like yes. a ridiculous question. We'll just have to Just something with- that's... Something that's not like terrible, but you're just you're just embarrassed to admit it. Yes. So maybe we'll try that next week. Perfect. Is the um, what's that? Perfect. Is the uh, like the challenge going to happen on air? Yes. We'll just walk through it on air. I think. Okay. And then obviously, like um, you, if you don't have to give yours out, you can just bank it natural style and hold on to it for the next week and if you're good enough at the answers you'll never have to admit anything embarrassing ever yeah i think i think what we should do is try to take advantage of the garbage head audience here and have because that would be the most fair thing is if they can send in a a question for us yeah that's a good idea and and we read it live on air we give our guesses and then we look it up yeah you're right that's ideal i like that a lot so let's go ahead and encourage that right now. If garbage heads that are listening and following along at this point in the podcast, think of very hard to answer questions. I guess they don't have to necessarily be like number, like quantitative, but that might help. Something where we can determine who is closest and who is furthest away from the answer. Please. I like where this is going. All right. Uh, let's see. So I don't know if I have anything else. I can give you guys a life pro tip or something. Here's a good one. I th- Matchroll might be on my team on this. I'm not sure. Uh, but I actually find myself backing into every parking spot that I get a chance to pretty much. I'd say like 95% of the time I'm backing the rig into a parking spot. <laughs> kind of a hard move, but... That's a rig boy move. Yeah, kind of a rig boy move. Kind of a dad move, I feel like. But um, <laughs> it's a life pro tip because it's just like a thousand times easier to to get out of the spot. Like I'm specifically thinking like parking garages, grocery stores, stuff like that where there's just idiots, you know, driving or walking behind you. And you can just zip right out of there and be on your way. Yeah, I was going to – I was, Never did really did that until I started working at the hospital and I don't park in a parking garage, but I parked right next to one and there's just this 
weird intersection where people would always come flying around the corner. And as I was backing out of my spot, there were too many close calls. So I just converted near misses and that. Yeah. Was I wrong about that? Matt, so now, or haven't I seen you do that as well? No, I'm pretty much exclusively pull straight in. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope you back into, uh, he's not a, weekend. he's not a rig boy. So, I'll be a rig boy after wheeling the rig this weekend, fellas. True. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, Matchell's going to overtake us both for being the rig king, depending on how this goes <laughs> this weekend. What's the footage on this U-Haul, Matchell? Yeah, let's see. 26-footer. 26-footer. Mm-hmm. Easy. Easy money. How many wheels are we talking? Eight-wheeler? <laughs> well, it's got to be small enough to not require a CDL, so. <laughs> when you said you didn't oh. have... Yeah, when you said uh, you didn't have a whole lot going on Friday, I figured I figured me and Zig would just come Saturday because all Friday night you'd be in your CDL class just getting trained for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't need it. Uh, it's good, good to know then. Oh, Snake, did you want to did you want to talk bruise? Oh, yeah, you're right. Thanks, Zig. I did I did skip one there. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. It's a Coors Light. We got a reg on it as well. We're pulling super colds all day. Super colds of the week. Haven't done this in a while. Ziggy, as our resident beer expert, maybe you should go first. Okay. I might I might give you two this week because it's been a while. Um, first, I do want to kick off the segment with the... Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and do it right now. The uh, preemptive congrats to Snake because even though he didn't think he could do it, looks like he's well on his way to hitting the 500 <laughs> beers in one year. Um, it's looks a, like you're just. I think you're just four away. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, and I'm trying to figure out the name <laughs> of one that I drank on Saturday. So that's pending. I'm three oh, away. There you go. There you go. So hopefully, this, um, hopefully this weekend with you fellas, I'll get to the 500 mark. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure we get there. The the first one that I want to do is a local guy from Bent Run Brewing. Um, you guys have heard that, right? Oh, great spot. Okay, so I went to this like dinner and beer pairing thing on Friday that was put on by Bent Run, and for dessert he wheeled out a, and the name of it is Grandma Phillips Pumpkin Pie Ale, and wow. I think. I've voiced my opinion on this, I think, in the past on the podcast, or at least in person with you guys. Not much of a pumpkin beer kind of guy. But this is this that thing was a good pumpkin beer because it was more about like the spices and stuff, I would say. And maybe like the the whatever dessert they wheeled out with it was pretty good too. So I gave that a solid four two five on on untapped you know I mean, what? that's got to be zig you're a spice highest pumpkin you're, brew yeah yes that, yes you're a spices guy though right because you're a big uh 2x what is it 2x mash or 2x miss 2x 2x miss yeah yeah 2X i can't miss. wait till that thing gets wheeled out every every year i don't oh if you guys want some spice I'm. i'll bring some for you this weekend i'm not gonna let you know what it is yet but i'll bring it for you okay yeah, I'll take one on. <laughs> Let me look back and find my other one here. Oh, okay. This is one that you need to be on the lookout for in Asheville, Snake. If Rod's part of it, then I'm sure you'll end up at Burial Beer Company. Burial Beer and, Company. 
Yes. Great name. And a lot of their a lot of their names of these are just really interesting. And this is probably the the reason why I bought it was the name of this one is called The Tearing of Flesh from the Bone. Okay, this is just band names written all over the place here. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, but so it's listed here as a double IPA, eight point two percent. I gave it the four point seven five, and that's what I opened us up here with. Cracked that one open. Nice. So yeah, I I bought a four pack of that and brought it back home. So that was a good one. So if you're down there and can find that one, Snake, definitely. Definitely give it a try. All right. I like the sounds of that. I'm going to interrupt then because the reason I wanted to do this segment this week is because I wanted to ask you on the slim chance, Ziggy, that you went to some place called The Wedge in Asheville. Mm, we did not. Okay. Some random person I met in Kansas City went out of his way to tell me that the world's greatest beer is called the Iron Rail IPA from The Wedge. Got me like way too overly excited about it. He's like, that's the one spot you have to stop in Nash or Asheville. And then I looked it up on Untapped and it was like a 3.4. So I'm not sure where that guy was going with that, but kind of wanted to hear it from <laughs> that's you. Just, that it was just that's a, just a random guy. <laughs> yeah. Some random guy I saw. Not, at a, a, not a brew snob or anything. No. I, I probably should have known better. He was like, uh, I don't know what his deal was. He didn't seem like the most normal dude, but I saw him at a brewery in Kansas City, and I think we both happened to be ordering IPAs, and he gave me the full lecture because somehow it came up that I was going there and he was from there or something. But it uh, sounds like I could maybe live without it. And uh, Rod Squad will probably have the itinerary down, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think I think he does. At this point, you think he's got he did, it? He did a test run on – yeah, he did a test run on the family – and he may have ironed some stuff out, but he's got the itinerary down. Okay, perfect. Wait, you heading down there with the fellas, Snake? The the flight challenge champ? Or potentially not the flight challenge champ. Kinger was trying to tell me that he might have broke the record at Penn State, Iowa. I have to get to the bottom of that still, but uh, EB, Trav, Rod Squad, and myself. There might be someone else there. But, uh, yeah, I got a late invite. I'm going down there to... To really boost the untapped numbers. Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> Is that before the one-year mark or no? Just shortly after, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> you're not going to stop after one year, that's for sure. Yeah, I guess there won't be any slowing down immediately. Maybe, maybe. I'm excited to see what year two has in store for you, Steve. Oh, no. I'm done, man. The- <laughs> <laughs> the wallet is done, like the the health <laughs> concerns. I'm ready to be done with just grabbing beers from the six-pack shop for no apparent reason and having like three a night because I'm worried I'm not going to get there. I, I think I'm ready to be done with that. <laughs> That's a scary thought to think of. Just go back for one year and let's tally up how many dollars you've spent. Yeah, me and Big Worm started to do it. And then we were at like fifteen hundo or like two grand, and then we just we stopped talking about it. It's pretty stupid. But anyway, anyway, uh, Matchel, do you have a beer in in mind for Super Cold this week? Yeah, or cider. Uh, yesterday I cracked open actually a brew you left here, Snake, the Brookville Beer Farm Hop Envy. 
uh, I think it was a double IPA. Not sure. I know it was an IPA. It was pretty good. Gave it the 375, although I did notice uh, when I cracked it open that it was put in the can like back in July. So getting up there in age, but still pretty good. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Matt, but I don't think I left that. I don't know if I've heard of that one. You sure it was me? Yeah, you left it um, last time you were down here. All right. Maybe I'll have to look at the logo on that beer again. Oh, I just found it. You're right. Yeah, I think I got that from Frederick or something at like a farmer's market. Something random like that. Was that was that a can or a draft? <laughs> it was a can. It was a true can. But did you turn it into a draft? Once you... No, <laughs> drank it right out of the can. Damn it, natural. Come on. Right out of the can. I like it. Yeah. Natural. Didn't taste as good as when you pour your own draft. That's what I was going to say. We could have we could have bumped the rating a little bit if you would have put that on draft. Yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> That's funny you got into that thing, though. Good call, natural. I have big news. We haven't done this in a while, but I gave out my first 5.0. I was wrestling with it, but I was just like, there's no way around it. This beer is a 5. I, unfortunately, <laughs> this kind of stinks. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to get their hands on this unless they have like West Virginia listeners because it's right at the border of Western Maryland and West Virginia. It was called Kushwa Brewery, and I believe the beer was just called Kush. I should probably double check that. It was indeed. Well, that's not too far away from us. No, it was in um, Williamsport. Going back a ways. Williamsport, Maryland. Yeah, Kushwa Brewing Company. The beer is just called Kush. C-U-S-H. Hazy Boy, New England. Nothing crazy as far as percentage. Just a little 6.5, but I'm telling you, it's they just nailed everything about it. It's like the perfect juice. Uh it's real smooth. And pretty much everything I drank from that brewery was rated above a four from everyone. So that those people just know what they're doing, I think. I'm going back and looking, and you have two fives from that brewery. Yeah, I think the other one was pretty much a the, spin off that one. Yeah, I think that's what it sounds like. But All right, we should make a pilgrimage to this place then. You know what I could probably do is bring some crowlers, but interestingly enough... I had like two growlers there because I knew I liked this stuff. And uh, sure enough, I got it and I was like, yeah, it's it's as advertised. It's as good as I thought. And then I tried to fill them and they're like, we can't put this beer in anyone's growler because you could compromise the taste of it. That's what they told me. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. As if I would like, I don't know, not clean out my growler or something or like add a foreign ingredient. They're like, if you share this with anybody, if you share this with anybody else, it's, we can't trust you to spread (laughs) the good word. And I was just, I just wanted them to be like, why don't you just tell me you don't make enough of it to, you know, like mass produce (laughs) it and have everyone fill up growlers. Like, just tell me whatever the real answer is. Cause that can't be an answer, but they will, they will give me uh crowlers of it. So maybe I'll grab a couple for when I see you guys this weekend. So is it not far away from you? Uh, it's or you're going to go out of the way? No, it's between Baltimore and uh, Pittsburgh. I might just be swinging up like a little 15 minute detour or something. So I think I can make All it right. happen. Perfect. All right. So now we're ready. Dumbest things of the week. Who wants to uh, kick us off? Matchel, you got anything to kick us off with? 
I actually don't know if I have anything this week, fellas. I've been sitting here racking my brain and can't come up with anything. All right. You're getting the sound bite. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. All right. I deserve that. <laughs> oh, also noteworthy. <laughs> Zig was trying to get me to play that when Matt Man was on last because he did a couple laughs that sounded just like that. <laughs> Man. Like that little chuckle at the beginning. <laughs> it was spot on. I wish I would have seen those texts. It was good. Oh, it was perfect. All right. But I'll I'll go into I was banking this from last week. You guys told me to settle, so I'm unleashing it this week. Yep. When I was in um, I don't know, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, went out. Uh, somebody was just having a hankering for Italian, so we went out to this Italian place. And we walked in kind of just assuming they're not going to have a great beer selection. Pops noticed a Budweiser neon sign outside. So he's like, all right, at least they have Budweiser. So he had pretty much already made up his mind. At least they got something. We get in there. <laughs> we get in there, and our waitress is this um, Asian lady who speaks decent English, but enough to make you enough like questions things enough to say, did she actually get that? Oh yeah. If you guys know what I'm talking about here, yeah, <laughs> so, I'm following you. Yeah, I was getting ready to yeah. call you racist, but I, I so, I'm following you. Yep. <laughs> so. Pops, we sit down, Pops orders. He says, I'll have a Budweiser. And she says, oh, Budweiser, I don't think we have that. <laughs> Uh-oh. So he goes, you know, are you sure? Like, you have a sign, like a neon sign for it. And she's like, I'll have to go check on that. So she leaves for like five minutes. <laughs> and, and And she says, they're checking on the Budweiser for you. They're checking on it. Checking so on immediately, it. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this like something's not this right. is just somebody that, yeah, she, something's not comprehending in her head or something. Yeah. And so we just like finished our order or whatever, and then she came back later and said, "Okay, sorry, sir, no Budweiser. Uh, we have we have Michelob Amberbach, <laughs> which I have never heard of that in my life." I don't know if you guys have or not. So, so I was questioning. I was like, "Does I'm like, does that mean Budweiser? <laughs> like that could easily be a Budweiser or something." <laughs> and my dad just goes, "Fine, yep, I'll take it." Yeah, at some point you're like just ready to enough. just yeah end the conversation. Yeah, like, I don't care yes. what it is. Just give me whatever that thing you're talking about is. Yeah, yeah. So. The only thing that could make the story better is if she did come back with a Budweiser, but she did not. Oh, she man. did. She came back with the Michelob Amberbach, which was the first time I had ever seen this thing. And just that whole that whole interaction was just the dumbest thing that I had ever heard. <laughs> sounds sounds. And it was one of those one one of those painfully cringeworthy type of scenarios too. Yeah. Also. Let's not hang up a Budweiser sign if no one in the <laughs> restaurant has heard of Budweiser. Probably reserve that for if you have Budweiser products on tap. <laughs> oh, I could not. Just the look on his face was. Just... 
we're gonna have to check on the Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, just picture him pops being like, "What? This isn't what I signed up for. What's going on here?" <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah, that's all right. So that's all I had. Yeah, that's pretty dumb, buddy. I'll do a dumbest thing I heard as well. Uh, I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and they were doing like some panel of people up at the front. And they all had microphones, and then they were doing that thing at the end, or like, anyone have any questions? And at any of these conferences, like, if you have a question, you're supposed to walk up and like use one of the designated mics in the crowd to ask the question, so then everyone in the crowd can hear the question, obviously. But um, there's this woman kind of near me who started just yelling out the question rather than getting up to use the <laughs> mic. Which at first I was like, what's going on here? And then I look over and she's in a wheelchair. So I was like, oh, okay, like fair enough. And I had the luxury of being able to see that she was in a wheelchair. But (laughs) someone in the back was just not having it and just screams like some guy like stood up and screamed, get up and use the mic. Like he just yelled that. And then there was like this painful like five seconds of no one knowing what to do before one of the panelists finally says i think we have some mobility issues here so (laughs) (laughs) we can't use the mic and then he repeated the question for so i guess he tried to like handle it but maybe that's a kind of a life pro tip in itself just be wary before you start like screaming at someone uh otherwise you're going to come across as being kind of a uh kind of a jerk and definitely a a dumb thing to do (laughs) I also need to add, I got some heat for this by Big Worm. He said it was robbery of the year, not uh, giving out the dumbest thing I saw as to one of our friends, how one of our friend's nights unfolded in in Iowa City after that football game. But there was just so much to like unpack in this story that I don't really know how to explain it. Someone that we went there with, was on their way back home from the bar and they were like pretty intoxicated, really tired. And they started to have like trouble walking, I guess, cause they were so tired and just wanted to go to sleep. And they also like forgot to wear a belt that night. So we had like a, probably like a two mile walk. Like it was a long walk. This is like one piece of the whole puzzle of how crazy this was. But this person got inside the hotel pants started to fall uh went all the way down to the ankles which at that point they had a lot of trouble moving because they couldn't get like a whole lot of uh stride length with the with the jeans around the ankles (laughs) so they kind of waddled through like the whole long hotel hallway to where we got to the elevator and i was with two other people in addition to this person and us three like pretty sober people all headed for the elevator and interestingly enough the the person who was telling us they were the world's most tired person did not head for the elevator but headed for the kind of the main lobby and they decided to whip themselves up a cup of joe i think this was about 2:30 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> so got the cup of joe and then that carrying this like scolding hot cup of coffee compounded with the fact that they couldn't like walk because the jeans were around the ankles really made things difficult. So we had like a a pretty difficult walk to the hotel room 
which at that point they they did live up to the hype of being the world's most tired person because they've passed out directly on their face on the hotel bed holding the scolding hot cup of coffee and <laughs> then they slept there for the night so, so like i said there was like way more to that story the bottom line is me and big worm couldn't go to sleep for like maybe another hour and a half because we were just laughing for an hour and a half straight at this person. But uh, I do feel, I do feel that I, I didn't do it justice and I, it needed to be brought up on the podcast. So I'll, I'll just give you that piece of info. I think that wraps up dumbest and we can get into garbage. That's garbage. So I can just keep rolling. I'll give you some garbage. Real simple one this week. That nothing from this week in particular inspired this, just kind of one I've been hanging on to. I think booing your favorite team for any reason ever is garbage. I think it's kind of an embarrassing look. I think, it, I think it's just a bad look in general. I think uh, you got to be a better sports fan than that, and you shouldn't be booing your own team. So maybe a hot take, but I, I'm calling it garbage. I can hop on board with that. Yeah, I don't I don't think I would boo my favorite team. I guess maybe if you're like a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, you might be justified. <laughs> but that's the only one. Yeah, just them. I'm trying to think. I th- I think it's just them. We'll say that. Were you with any um Penn Staters this week? Some phony Penn Staters this weekend, Snake? Uh no, I wasn't. No phony Penn Staters. Okay. I think um like I said, this was in my queue. But I did. I was watching the Bills Dolphins game, and the I did hear some of the Bills giving it the Bills fans giving it to the Bills a little bit, but nothing like absurd. I just def, I heard some boo birds, so maybe that re-triggered it. I don't know. You won't find me up there in the full pads booing anyone from Penn State. <laughs> I would hope not. Not in the full pads, because <laughs> then it would be mouth guard in. Yeah, mouth guard in. <laughs> Molded last night. <laughs> All right, we'll go. Uh, we'll go to you, Ziggy. Garbage. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the double dip here, and I'm gonna throw it back because I don't think Sports Center learned its lesson after listening to last week's pod. Oh, no. I do not care about Zion Williamson one bit, and I do not care about his unspecified knee injury, <laughs> and. Pretty much, pretty much like I had. So Matt Man gave us the text, and pretty much told me that it was good news. I wouldn't have to hear about him for a while, but I feel like I hear about him just as much, if not more, because of his knee injury. Yeah. How about um, so? So he's not on the top ten per se. Although I wouldn't be surprised if they said, "Here's here's the throwback in remembrance." Yeah. In re- <laughs> since we haven't done it in. A, in a couple of days, here's the top Zion dunks. <laughs> this week um, we just went with the top ten Zion dunks. <laughs> yeah, um, but I still still hear about that guy all the time. Also, I don't want to. This is probably way too early, but a while ago, I did make a, a hot take that that guy wouldn't last long. I remember with it. his yeah. frame and how intense that he jumps and lands and everything. Yep, might be doing a little too much on the knees. Nope, uh, you're exactly right. I I was thinking of that in the back of my mind when you started talking about him last week too. You did give out that hot take, and it's looking good for you so far. So, 
Keep your eyes on them. Oh, ESPN will make sure of that. Yeah. Also, the, another guy that does that same thing for me, Zig, probably worse so than Zion, Patrick Mahomes. Like, I don't even dislike the guy, but I just, I've had enough of Patrick Mahomes in a year and a half for his whole <laughs> career. Like, I get it. He doesn't look and he, like, throws across his body and stuff. It's, it's amazing, but I, I've had enough of it. I'm good on that guy, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Just these these people who are anomalies, they just pick it up and run with it and just beat it into your brain. Just, yeah. Ram it down the throat. But but I digress. Matril, wrap us up, buddy. Any garbage. Yeah, mine's quick. Uh just the fact that you guys don't think I'm gonna be able to wheel this rig next weekend <laughs> is complete garbage. He's definitely a little bit offended, Zig. He's like it's like I've done the research. I can make this turn. I can get up this I've, hill. I've got the physics figured out, fellas. <laughs> I am gonna like leave here at three in the morning just to ensure that I see you pull that sucker <laughs> up to your garage. No, he's, the best part yeah, is just try. It's gonna just back try. it up to the garage, right? Yes. Natural? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, oh, foolproof plan, fellas. Oh, you know oh my gosh! Be... I will. I will have my lawn chair. I'll crack open a brew. And I will just watch the show unfold. It's going to be the first ever semi-truck to ever make its way down that alley. <laughs> hey, the garbage truck makes it every every uh, week, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> You're wheeling that thing too, aren't you? Wait, seriously though, over under 26 feet on the garbage truck. I think it's under. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> under. And they're not going up the driveway, but <laughs> a couple minor details. God, it's going to be awesome. Just remember, Matt, you can tap me in if you want, as long as this thing's not a stick shift. I specifically got a <laughs> stick shift. Okay. Uh, ah, looking forward to this. So I think that's it. Good garbage, Matril. I like that. Just what? Just when we start doubting you, you, you come in hot. You're ready to prove yourself. So that's episode 44. Uh, another week in the books. Thank you, trash heads. Please hit the hotline which Matchel's going to give you in a second here. And just another reminder to submit us some confession questions for our little competition as well, please. So go ahead, give it to a Matchel. Hit us up, most importantly, on the Facebook page, uh, but also the hotline, 424-235-4205. Nice. That's underscore garbage. Let's get a couple Instagram followers. Hey, let's get a couple... Uh, couple more subscribers, couple more reviews, please. Five stars preferred. Yeah. Tell your friends about it. Yeah, tell at least one person. Just say, hey, there's this really stupid podcast. Just just give it a whirl. Even if they just and I'm gonna sit sift, on there and, and I'm gonna it. sift through listen. it all. I'm gonna sift through it all and see how many new followers we get. And I'm gonna see who the mutual contacts are. And we're gonna make a list. If you're if we don't have somebody that came from you, you're done. <laughs> oh, wow. You're just done. Yes, cut off. You don't want to not be on this list that he's making. Or you do want to be on the list. I'm not sure which. Are you keeping a list of the people that are mutual there's contacts? There's going to be a or? list. There's going to be a list. And there's going to be another list. And you want to be on one and not on the other. Uh, there it is. That clears it up. Okay. I love it. So that's it. Uh, Ng, roll us out, and fellas, we'll talk 
next week. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Fresh Sounds kid good. Sounds Fresh good. Kid yes, sir. Fresh kid P. Fresh kid T. Oh, yeah, we back. Oh, and Zaphoon, by the way. Yeah, Joe. That garbage. That garbage. That garbage. That garbage. That garbage. Can we hear you song, please? I got you. Hey, yo, I once was a kid. All I had was a dream. That's pretty neat. That garbage. That garbage. That garbage. I think that's garbage. Sounds good. 